Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. I want to thank you all for listening and to tell you that if you want to subscribe to the show, which is totally free, by the way, just go to our homepage at TravelTalesPodcast.com. You can click on the iTunes link. You click on that button, it'll take you to iTunes, and you can sign up for free. And while you're at iTunes, why not give us a good rating? All right? That's all I've ever asked from you. It helps people find the show, boosts our presence, and uh, builds an audience, which is a good thing. And I'd like more people to come enjoy the show and see what we're doing here. If you like to travel, you know people who like to travel and like to talk about it and hear stories about travel, this is where you gotta be, folks. And speaking of travel, I'm leaving next week, April 18th through 21st. I will be, for the first time in my life, in Portland, Oregon. Yes, it's really, believe it or not, the last kind of major American city that I haven't been to. And I've heard great things about it, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I will be performing there at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, one show a night at various locations. You can go to their website. I believe it's bridgetowncomedy.com or bridgetowncomedyfest.com. And you can see the schedule, see where I'm playing, and there's a lot of great acts there. A lot of my friends are doing it, and it should be a really, really fun time. So if you're in Portland, come to the show. If you know people in Portland, tell them about it and have them come out to the shows and enjoy the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. And uh, if you got any suggestions of places I should see or eat or, or uh, anything up there in Portland, send them my way. It's mike at traveltalespodcast.com. So hopefully I will see you in Portland next week. Very excited about it. That being said, our guest today is Melanie Wynn Waldman. She's a travel writer I was uh, fortunate to meet through uh, a couple other travel writers. And uh, she was very nice. And I hope you enjoy the conversation we had about travel. Enjoy, folks. Two of us riding nowhere, spending someone's Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here with Melanie Wynn Waldman from Travels with Two. Hello, Melanie. Hello, Mike. Melanie Wynn Waldman. That's a lot of names. It is a lot of names. We're going to have to shorten that up. That's a little much for me to say. I'm working on that. <laughs> oh, no. So, Travels with Two, let people know what it is. And uh, when I think Travels with Two, is this with two kids, two. This is what? with two people. Two people, um, okay. It is my hope to inspire couples and pairs um, to uh, take time away from work to go travel the world. Okay. To actually use their vacation time to travel. So it's not specifically r romantic couples or anything that like that. That is how it began, but however you interpret a pair, that is what I mean. Okay. Is this going back to your lack of uh, names? Is this why? <laughs> Correct, <laughs> is this, sir. Is this all... Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, tell me how it started and why you started it. Uh, the reason I started it was, um, well, I had been an artist for years, and I had kind of reached a moment when I wanted to figure out a different kind of artwork and thought, well, 
how about I dabble in this whole travel writing thing? And dabble, okay. D- dabble. Why not? I dabble. thought, yeah, I'll see if I can get something published in, you know, a magazine. <laughs> well, like that's something just magazines. anyone can do. <laughs> right. Remember print media? I chose to do that in 2008. 2008, okay. Yeah, pretty much uh, people who were writing for magazines were jumping off of them like rats from a ship. <laughs> right. Awesome. So <laughs> I uh, started a blog. And I didn't know what a blog was. And then as soon as I found out what one was, I had one five days later. Pretty soon, people who weren't my mom started showing up on it. And I thought, hey, this might be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I started to uh, write more and more about my own adventures traveling with my then husband. And my angle was it was often hard to get him to take time away from work understandably, it's hard for everyone. And um, those were our best experiences when he would take some time off of work. And so would I, we would go away and travel together. And that became part of our story. And I thought, gosh, I'm looking around at all the people I know who are working really hard. What if they did the same? Wouldn't that be amazing? How about I make it easy for them by telling them where it's fun to go, how to do it and how much it costs. And now that's you, how it started. You have uh, no kids or kids? I have no kids. Okay. I do have a cat, but she doesn't tend to travel with me. <laughs> so if um, people like see your site and they go, well, sure, I have two kids. Where, where are me and my husband going to go to get away? It's a little different, though. It is. It, it is it? a little different. I have found that most couples I know who don't have kids actually become workaholics instead of taking time to spend with their children. So it's kind of a no-win situation. You're either spending all your time on your kids or you're spending all your time on your work. But my hope is to create a little balance by encouraging couples to spend a little time together. Do you find that that that's more uh, an American thing? You think you think we we work too much? I think we do. I think we're one so of the I. only countries in the world that don't prioritize travel. Um, I think there's something like only ten percent of us have passports. No, I think it, I think it's like thirty in thirty to thirty five. But I like ten. I think that sounds good. <laughs> You're <gonna> go with <laughs> 10? <laughs> yeah, let's stick with that. <laughs> well, it, it used to be lower and before nine eleven when they made people need passports to go to Canada, right? And like That's the Bahamas true. and stuff. Now it going went up a little, but even then, most people just go there. Right. True. Yeah. Absolutely. It is disappointing. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's other countries. What? No, swear. Other hemispheres? <laughs> um, but when you, what made you decide to do it for two rather than, say, just travels with Melanie? That was my existence, that my travels were with my husband. I didn't travel by myself. I had been with him since I was 23 years old. My travel experiences up until the time I started the blog were never by myself. I think I spent one weekend by myself in Monterey, wandering along the shore when I was about 24 years old. And that was about it. So that was my experience. And therefore, that's what I wrote about. Okay, so it's a little different than my experience, which is uh, I, I have a tendency to travel alone most of the time. Which and usually I now find is delightful. Yes. <laughs> um, because mainly for the reasons that you talk about in the blog and everything else is that I learned a long time ago that if you wait for someone to go with, you'll never go at places. Right. And uh, and also traveling with somebody is hard. You gotta, It's got to be the right person. It's absolutely got to be the right person. Absolutely. And I think that you really don't know another person quite as well as you're going to know them when you travel with them. And that is wonderful and sometimes awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me one of those awful experiences you had. Um... 
I keep coming back to the whole trip to Greece, which was 300 kinds of wonderful until we got lost outside of Olympia and could not figure out how to turn the car around and go back where we came from. <laughs> I don't know what possessed us to keep going. I was basically reading uh, traffic signs based on my knowledge of the alphabet from being in the Greek system in college, just <laughs> right. outed myself there. You never think you, that would come in you handy. You really never thought you that never would really come, in come in handy. handy. Like, well, you know what? Yeah, I know what theta is. Totally know what theta is. <laughs> this is so great. No, I can cobble that word together. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, humorlessness, not speaking to one another, eventual earbuds, backs turned, that <laughs> sort of thing eventually we spoke to each other again and continued the trip but it was one of those moments where you're like really you couldn't just have turned the car around okay this was the typical uh, guy won't ask for directions kind of thing. pretty much okay well the greece is one of the ones i haven't been to yet and uh, i've been yeah but that's another one speaking of travels with two that, you know, everything I've heard about it, uh, islands are tough solo, you know, especially romantic Greek islands. I feel like you could handle it. <laughs> from all, Well, from all I've heard about it, it's just like, that's where you want to bring a girl. Well, know? yeah. I mean, it's kind of depressing to stand and look at the most gorgeous sunset of your life and go, exactly. my life is fantastic. <laughs> so I've been saving it for that. <laughs> hey, me. Yeah. You're the greatest. Like Maui's like that. Like, I went <laughs> totally. to I went to Maui with uh, some dudes. We went surfing. There were wow. like four of us. I went there on my honeymoon. Yeah, see? And it's all honeymooners. You're, you're walking around and it's like hey where the girls are no they're no, not no. they're with their husbands that's yes, where they are she's cute yeah <laughs> she would have been great it's just couples holding hands walking along the beach and going hey, you know this is not a guy's I feel sad. this is not a guy's place <laughs> so islands can be a little tough or something sure. like that so now that you you said recently you're not recently uh, five it minutes is ago relatively recent yes. that uh, so you're not married anymore. I am not married anymore. So what does this mean for the travels with two website? Um, I am still writing it because I still know what I'm talking about, and uh, I recently traveled with uh, someone <laughs> to Oahu, and that was a fascinating experience. We learned a lot about each other, uh -huh. and now I get to start it all over again. <laughs> So this person will not be making a second trip. To, oh, no, uh, no. Oh. I imagine he may be taking a second trip. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, when you say, what are, what are the qualities you think people need when they go on a, on a vacation with somebody else? I know tolerance is one of them, patience. Oh, tolerance helps in so <laughs> many areas of travel. Um, I think communication is the single greatest tool. The second greatest tool, division of labor. If you are not good at something at home, you are not going to become magically good at that on the road. <laughs> <laughs> like directions? Like directions. Like math. <laughs> oh, math. Yeah. Or cooking. Or, don't, yeah. don't be that guy. Don't be a hero. <laughs> this is not the time to step outside your comfort zone. <laughs> sure. Throw yourself off a mountain, absolutely swim with sharks, but don't attempt to balance your checkbook away from home <laughs> if that is not what you do at, at when you're traveling. Anyway. So how did you and your husband divide it up? Were you Are you like the, uh, the budget person and he's the uh, map person or is there like... We both 
brought a lot of cool stuff to the table. Um, he generally did the driving. I generally helped at the exact last minute when we really needed it to help us figure out where we were going. He mostly did the navigating because he liked to play with gadgets. I did all of the planning. So it was my job to figure out, well, where are we going in the first place? And do the research and get everything together. And that's absolutely what I love to do, and it's why I became a travel writer. Right. So, um, well, that, and I'm really passionate about commas. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, big on the punctuation, are big you? Big on the punctuation. <laughs> yeah. Oof. So, if uh, is there a certain level of travel that that you promote? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go. Where you can rough it backpacking style. There's or you can definitely go a lot of ways to go. Five star resorts. I mean, there's a there's a big. There's a range there. I like to cover a little bit of everything. Um, I uh, basically, you can get a great night's sleep in a motel, but you can get a romantic night's sleep in a bed and breakfast (laughs) or a boutique hotel. Um, When you've been doing this as long as I have, you get courted by a lot of hotels that want you to come and stay there. And that's fantastic. These are fancy, wonderful places. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. So I'm going to, oh, yeah, I'll, listen, you have to learn from you yeah. how to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I understand there's an opening. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Travels with one is not, not the same ring. It, well, besides, yeah. I'm pretty sure that URL is taken by now. Your what? <laughs> that URL is probably yeah, taken Yeah, 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 I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, no, I have to say that uh, my personal comfort zone is a bed and breakfast or a smaller hotel. Um, larger hotels for me are fun. I get invited to them all the time, but it is not where I would ordinarily choose to go for romantic vacation. Are you big on the, uh, like the points and the rewards and like the big chains? Or I like wasn't that? until recently I started writing for the points guy. That's oh yeah. That's one of yeah. my outlets. I do a lot of freelance work and, um, I have had to learn really quickly what all the different points programs are and how they work. And I got myself a new credit card and have already racked up 60,000 miles on it. I just got and that. Which one did you get? I got the Chase, the Chase? Preferred. Oh, okay. I got the yeah. Chase Inc. Oh, nice. Uh, bold. Nice. So I got the, uh, yeah, I got uh, 50000 but you had to spend like 5000 in the first three months. Right, exactly. Which, which I used it for hookers and blow. Like right. You do. I sure. did that in a week. Absolutely. <laughs> roll, I roll big. So is that Eric, the points guy? I've been, in, co- I've been in contact with him. Oh, wonderful. I've been trying to get him in here, and our schedules have just been... Uh, well, he's presently at the Iguazu Falls, so he's oh, not I... going to be able to make it, but I've he'll been be there. back someday. Oh, nice. It's beautiful. He shot it's some beautiful. beautiful photos there today of rainbows over the falls. Yes, it's really gorgeous. Nice. It's well, really Eric gorgeous. is a very good friend of mine, so, you know, play your cards right. I'll get him in here for Ooh, you. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. You hear that, Eric? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, looking at it now... When you went through what you've just gone through, I guess personally, I mean, was there a thought there? You were like, oh, this this might be... I might have to give this up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing. I uh, took some time last year, uh, about three weeks, and I took off on a road trip around eight states of the Western United States. And um, I enjoyed traveling for the sake of traveling. I enjoyed myself. And I stopped in the middle of highways sometimes when no one was around just to look at things like Monument Valley. And it was amazing. And I found there's a lot of material there that even though I'm by myself, it's still something that a couple would enjoy. This is still, there's still room for this. Yeah. I mean, I can tell when when something, a couple would enjoy this Yes, when I'm standing there alone looking at it. Sure. I, I have learned enough that I can figure out how to 
modify a situation for different kinds of people. And that's been a really exciting experience of getting to know more about the travel industry. What are the what are the benefits that you found of finally traveling alone? Because <laughs> there's a there's an absolute freedom oh. in it. And I guess I'm addicted to that part where it's like when I do travel with somebody and I'm so used to traveling alone, I'll just like take off in a direction and go, oh, no, I got to wait for them. And right, gotta, exactly. Oh, God. Or, I got to tell them right. where I'm going. <laughs> Right. Just the little things like that. Or... And again, we return to communication. Yes. Yes. Um, or ask I... them what you want to eat. <laughs> oh, uh... That's a discussion that goes on. For... <laughs> no, what do you want for lunch? Oh, just decide. Let's oh just my God, I don't Sit care. down somewhere. <laughs> I'm just so hungry. I'm going to kill <laughs> yeah. someone. Um, I uh, think that it's not having to worry about when you leave a place because you leave a place when you're ready to leave a place and you arrive at a place when you're ready to arrive at a place. And again, if you're with the right person, these really aren't complicated decisions to make, but it is the difference between being able to make a jackass move in the car (laughs) and go, that looks amazing, screech, and not have to apologize to someone because you almost just killed them. (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) So now you're doing the driving. Yes. Now I am doing the driving, and I find I absolutely love it. Yeah, again, the freedom thing is freedom thing. This is I, this it, is your freedom year. I, seriously, I, you know, in all in all fairness to my ex, it, it literally I, he he probably would have loved it if I would have driven, but he just mm. did most of the time. <laughs> Did he think you were a bad driver? No, I don't. Did think you scare he... the crap out of him? No, although I do drive a GTI and um, I do have a bit of a lead foot. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give me the scariest, uh, other than Greece, the scariest uh, driving experience you've had. Oh, that is uh, that's twofold, but okay. I think I'll pick one. All right, we have um, time for both. But... Oh, alrighty. Well, years ago when I was uh, showing some of my artwork at a gallery in Colorado Springs, I uh, asked for the advice of a travel agent on where to fly into, and she had me fly into a um, an airport that was unfortunately two hours away from Colorado Springs, and I arrived... Well, Denver's about two hours away from... (laughs) She didn't send you to Denver? That's correct. (laughs) Why would you? Why would you send to the big, convenient airport? God forbid. I don't know. (laughs) Where would you? Two hours from... Two hours. To tell you the truth, this is 1999. I don't remember where I flew into, and it was about 9 o'clock at night. It was south. Alamosa, maybe? No. A big, major airport. Oh. In Colorado. In Colorado. Wonder where this could be. I don't know. I'll find out. Okay. But any in any event, it was a two-hour drive. Wow. And it was. I was very irritated when I arrived because I'm like, well, that's not right. And I had <laughs> booked a car, but I got there late enough that all the ones with snow chains were gone, and I had arrived in one of Colorado's largest blizzards at that time of year in many, many, many years, which is, as you can imagine, a lot of snow. So I fortunately am a good driver in the snow and become very, very calm and quiet. (laughs) So I drove like my life depended on it because, of course, it did. Right. And I, I kind of just applied myself and watched cars veer off the road for me in either direction. (laughs) And I slowly made my way to my, my motel, parked threw myself into bed. I was just exhausted. Woke up in the morning to the most spectacular field of snow I have ever seen and a bright blue sky. 
And you made it. And See, I made and you were it. worried. Right, I was worried. I, I there may have been some TMJ involved. So it you was had amazing. <laughs> See, you hated that travel agent, but then when you woke up in the morning, you're like, you know, maybe she knew something. You know, I tested myself and I won. You still use travel agents? <laughs> no. I know me. Either. Although I really do think that for busy people, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Travel agents know things that we don't know. They don't always know the airports to send you into, but they do yeah. know things. So. Well, when you go to these hotels that offer their things, it's a lot of travel agents, right? And along with writers and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, on a press trip, you can end up with most people. But travel agents travel with travel agents. And boy, is that a lot of alcohol. <laughs> and then writers travel with other writers. And that's even more alcohol. That is, it is not more alcohol, but it's a different kind of alcohol. <laughs> and then you have your meeting planners. And that's a whole other thing. Oh. So yeah, I generally travel with writers mm-hmm. or I travel by myself. Right. Those right. are my two choices. So when you look around and, and you take out the big map, how do you decide what's next? I mean, do you do you let them say, well, I mean, freebies are always nice. But well, I mean, freebies are nice. I say no to all sorts of things. Okay. Um, and like, what do you say no to? What are the kind of, what's a typical thing you're like, nah, it's not me. Typical thing I say no to. I'll say yes to something I may not be wildly excited about because I want to make a nice connection with a PR company that represents things I do want to experience. So, I mean, some of it is just works like an industry. Um, But oftentimes I will say yes to something that's wildly exciting because it's wildly exciting. Like I said yes to a 10-day trip to Taiwan because why would you not do that? I said yes to a 10-day trip for food and wine around South Australia because why would you not right. do that? So they cover the the air and everything. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And, and it's fascinating. And you get you get an opportunity to meet a country or a region or an area. Right. And it's fascinating. But the downside to those trips that I've seen and experienced a little bit is that they do kind of like lead you around. You're not getting the full oh, native yeah, yeah. experience. No, it's yeah. absolutely important to... Um, You're in your bubble, basically. Run, you are in a bubble and you need to run away from the group. But, right. Um, and it's fantastic to build that kind of time in it's also nice if you're with a really small group who really doesn't care if you wander off by yourself for a while yeah um but uh you also are surrounded by people who are interested in the kinds of things you're interested in and you can collaborate and learn a lot about what you're looking at um and then everybody goes off and gets their own little corner of the story comes back shares that you end up learning a lot right it it, it is less expensive, but not necessarily as intrepid as going on your own. What did you think of Taiwan? I was there last year. I thought Taiwan was absolutely incredible. Um, I did not get to go to the Taroko Gorge, which I, I loved it. Really, really wanted. It was beautiful. To. It was beautiful. Super jealous. Um, and I didn't get to ride the little train, the little red train. I didn't get to go to a hot springs. So oh, I didn't do the hot springs. Darn! I have to go back to Taiwan. Oh. But I did get to go to places like Tainan. I did get to go to the Taipei Culinary Festival. Oh, nice! Uh, which was insane. <laughs> yeah. And yielded one of my very favorite blog posts on travels with two. Um, and some fantastic photos in night markets all across the country. They love the night market. Don't love they? the night markets. Uh, saw some strange wormy things with eyes and soup. I mean, I, I had times. Did you see the toilet restaurant? Um, I did not see oh my the God. toilet oh restaurant. My God. Although I did find the whole toilet thing fascinating. It's a very weird yeah. kind of fetish. It's a sled. It's a toilet. I, I don't know. I don't really yeah. get it. Why is the toilet paper outside? <laughs> I I don't know. It's a, it's a whole thing. They 
had, uh, yeah, it was this restaurant. It was like a theme restaurant. And it was all about, like, toilet stuff. The seats were toilets, you know, and the tables were like a a bathtub. (laughs) And then, like, the food was made to look like crap. You know what I mean? It was really really bizarre. It was so bizarre. Have you ever been to a restaurant in in Soho in New York called Peep, a Thai restaurant? No. Um, It has see-through glass from inside the women's bathroom so you think that everyone can see you on the toilet i wonder if these two things but are they affiliated. but they can't you can't see in no you can't see in it's just sort of a freaky feeling i'm like <laughs> whose idea was this <laughs> weird weird it's so weird but uh oh did you go to uh what's the um Din Tai Fung? Yes, the, I did. soup noodle place. I actually had a really exciting experience, which was the night I left, the night before I left for Taiwan, I went to the Din Tai Fung out here in Arcadia. See, it's a thing. The, it's like, a thing. You got to go, you got to go to this, you know, I'm reading the guidebook in, in, in Taipei and I'm going, you got to go to this famous, famous uh, thing totally. there it's for soup dumplings. And that was a big <laughs> soup dumpling. So we go there. We went to the big, um, the tallest building there. Yes, the Taipei 101. Yeah, on the cloudiest day ever. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, why, why? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Fantastic. Saw nothing. But in the basement, in the food court, they had a Din Tai Fung. Sure. So we had it, and uh, it was amazing. Sure. And then I find out there's one here in Arcadia. There's one of everything here in Los Angeles. <laughs> you can't get fancy and excited about pretty much anything. Like, oh, man. You just got to go to go. Yeah, so yeah. That's, I could have been going to this the whole time. Dang I still haven't, I, I, I made a promise I would go out here, and I still haven't gone. Well, I'll go with you. It's fantastic. Yeah. I've been meaning to go back for ages. Because all the best Chinese food is out there. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. Monterey Park. There's Alhambra. It's a huge Taiwanese-American community. And it sucks. Here in Beverly Hills, West Hollywood. Pretty much. It sucks here. Pretty much. Where do you go for Chinese food here? Uh, I don't go for yes. Chinese food here. Yeah, that never ever happens. Yeah. Attention to anybody in the neighborhood, please. <laughs> Help and us. I need a good, yeah, I don't want a walkable <laughs> Thai restaurant I could walk to. Just something in the neighborhood. Absolutely. I'm praying. <laughs> it's I don't so ask for much. much to ask, yes. right? <laughs> I got Koreatown right here. I get anything Korean I want. Anything Korean. <laughs> which I don't mind, but, you know, it's... Uh, Not the same. Give me, a, give me a good Thai place, Sigh. will you please? <laughs> I only want the little things. Just the little things. Well, anyway, so the experience of going to Din Tai Fung out here was followed by the next night going to the flagship Din Tai Fung in Taipei. So oh, yeah? I got to contrast the two. Um, the main difference is that the one here, all of the dumplings are made by guys from Mexico. Exactly. And in Taipei... All of the dumplings are made by guys from Taipei. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever I come home, one of my favorite restaurants is right down the street. I go to the uh, my little local sushi place. Nice. And I said, only in L.A. can I go to my local sushi place. And uh, it's owned by a Japanese guy with a Korean waiter and uh, a Mexican guy making the sushi. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you know, is there why, a more LA restaurant than why that? Why do you got to go anywhere? In <laughs> is LA? there a more LA restaurant than that? <laughs> totally. Um, so, is there one region of the world that you, is your kind of your favorite? Are you more of a Europe person? Are you, do you like Asia more? Or do you, is there one you travel to more than others? Um, I actually uh, I think about Western Canada a lot. And <laughs> just, I just, just think, think about it. Just I don't go there. I just, just kind of thinking about oh, it. Oh, Alberta. Yeah. Oh, jeez, mm. Saskatchewan. Um, that's central, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I uh, actually have never been to South America. So I Come spend on. a lot. Swear. So I spend a lot of time thinking about going there. Um, I end up in Central America a lot. Love, 
love, love Central America. Okay. Um, but I have to say that after traipsing around Europe last year for five weeks in a row, yeah, I could make that a lifestyle choice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I could totally rock that. A little more comfortable than uh, Central America. Um, for me, though, the surprising answer is going to be I probably could spend the rest of my life wandering around Africa. Okay. Yeah, See, just, now, drop, just drop me somewhere and I'll be good. Okay, so where have you been there? Because I, I've only been to South Africa. I have been to Tanzania and okay. Botswana. Uh, I Those spent, are two places I want to go. Well, I spent a night in uh, Nairobi and I wanted to go out exploring and my ex did not. Yeah. And it's moments like this where I'm like, wow, should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it was just... Was, maybe wandering in Nairobi by myself yeah, at night. Yeah, was not a little protective so much, of you. That's, not, yes, that's, that's understandable. Very sweet. I believe he was exhausted. Okay. But, um, did you get out into like the Serengeti and all that I stuff? I did. Oh. And it was absolutely magical. So, uh, you know, did the Okavango Delta, did oh. uh, Grongoro Crater, stayed oh. at the Grongoro Crater Lodge, which is sort of like a... Like an awesome hobbit village with zebras on the lawn. I mean, why do you not want that? Oh, I want you it want, bad. Oh, I want it bad. You do want that. You do want Now, was this like out of your own pocket or was this... This was, was uh, out of our own pocket with a little discount action for the Travels with Two. Um, gotcha. So I got some wonderful perks uh, and a great deal from the safari company, which was called And Beyond. Um, I had held on to that safari company's website for years and uh, celebrated my 40th birthday in Africa. And you literally had to pry my cold, dead no. hands off of the entire continent. So I can't wait to go back. I want to go to Dakar. I want to go to Morocco. I want to go to uh, Nairobi again. I want Namibia. I could right. go on. Well, because Western Africa is much different than much different. Eastern. Much, much different. And a little more dangerous. A little more dangerous. Not so much with the travels with one. What? <laughs> well, listen. There's intrepid and then there's downright insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, meaning that you were going to go solo to these places? Um, I don't think that I would attempt Western Africa by myself. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would absolutely attempt Eastern Africa by myself. Absolutely. Okay. Did you do uh, Kilimanjaro? Did you go um, up there? I, I was near Kilimanjaro. I want to climb it. But no. <laughs> I really want to do it. I think you should. Okay. Apparently people do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And and how's, how's this for exciting? There is a city all around it called Arusha. Two million people live there. Two million? Two million. With I flew big over mountain it. Behind it. Huge mountain behind it. I was mm -hmm. like, had never heard of Arusha <laughs> before. Fantastic. And this is why we travel, folks. And uh, are you a foodie? I mean, are you... How picky I, are you in the food? I am um, enough of a foodie that I care not to eat tomatoes in the winter. And oh. enough not a foodie that I get very irritated by other people talking about food a lot. Okay. <laughs> I am, however, big into wine, and uh, we'll talk your ear off about that all gotcha. day. So, strong stomach? No uh, health uh, issues overseas? Yeah, so far I have literally booted on a bus once, and okay. we returned to the Taiwan story. Uh, but, you Taiwan know, again, you the Taipei Culinary Festival. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. It wasn't pretty. All right. Yeah, but that's pretty much the one and only time. Okay, but you haven't been to India. Not yet. Okay. I'm excited that's to where throw I lost up it. all over that's India. That's where I lost it. <laughs> That's where Yay. I finally lost it. <laughs> so proud. I hear that one and uh, Egypt is the other one. Everybody gets sick. Yeah, exactly. There's so much left to do. Have you been to Egypt? I have not been to okay, Egypt. See, I, I have not either. yet been to Israel, Egypt, any of the Middle East. I did Israel and uh, Petra and Jordan. 
which you would love. Petra's yeah. great. Well, you kind of had me at um, City Carved into the Rock yeah, and lots of candles in the desert. And I, I just cried a little bit. Like, a li- yeah, I did. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'm really happy for you that you went there. <laughs> so you haven't it's been awesome. to Israel? I have not yet been to Israel, much to my mother's chagrin. Oh, no. The motherland? Oh, uh, the motherland. I you know. You didn't do the, uh, the, what's the, you get the free trip as a teenager? <laughs> no, thing? I actually had a good old-fashioned bat mitzvah at, uh, at home in D.C. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> So were your parents big travelers? Is that how you grew up? Actually, yeah, my parents are very into travel. Um, And uh, I spent a lot of time uh, just taking day road trips with my dad. I would put my feet up on the dash. Again, it was a Volkswagen back then. Sure. And uh, I'm sure everybody's wearing seatbelts. Oh, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Sure, we all Uh, did. Oh, the 1970s. We all did back then. (laughs) Well, I'm amazed we're all alive. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thanks, Ralph Nader. Mm -hmm. Um, And... uh, yeah, I mean, my my dad and I rarely had a destination in mind, but we would just sort of take off and go see what we could see. Um, my mom and I always loved to talk about far-flung destinations, and I loved watching the way she would prepare for a trip. She would collect lots and lots of pieces of information and take lots of notes in her gorgeous handwriting, and she knew exactly where she was going and exactly what she was doing and left lots of room for adventure. <laughs> and I like to do it the same way. Did they look at you and go, oh, we got to we gotta show her the world? I mean, did they take you overseas or was this more like local travel? I uh, did a lot of local travel. We went to see a lot of relatives. You haven't lived till you've driven to Indiana from D.C. Oh, oh come on. I drove a lot more than that. <laughs> well, when you live in the Midwest, like Yeah, we did. drove a long Yeah, ways. I don't think anyone actually takes planes when no, they live in Chicago the Midwest. Chicago to yeah. Florida, I did that almost yearly. Yeah, sure. And then, so you get it. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. But yes, my parents did take me to... Uh, to England and Scotland oh. for about a month back in the day. We went out to uh, California, not ironically Southern California where I now live, but uh, Northern California. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean, we went places, but I wouldn't say we got particularly intrepid. I wouldn't right. say that uh, our, our locations were far flung, but it kind of got the wanderlust stoked in me. And they always encouraged you like to see stuff and... Oh, yeah. I mean, the big thing in my household was, are you interested in it? Let's all get interested in it. And it's (laughs) it's really a wonderful quality um, that my parents like to learn no matter what the thing to be learned is. Right. And I kind of feel like travel is the same way. You kind of never know whether or not you're learning about culture or history or really bad food or really good food or colonialism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Have you taken any of these travels with two with uh, parents? Um, I have not had the opportunity to take a travels with two. That's a whole different dynamic. It is a whole different thing. I I don't know if I could do it. (laughs) I did do a travels with three with my parents. We went to uh, the Utah National Parks for my 31st birthday. By that time, I was already married. And this was my last trip that I've taken just with my parents. And it was really wonderful. We had a great time together. Well, not to get too uh, personal about uh, you know your relationship or anything, no but uh, did travel play a part in the uh, ending of it? I mean, I would not you being s- gone all the time. I would not say. Well, it was definitely I was uh, beginning to change, and he was, of course, working at home all the time. But it really got to a point where um, I think that work drifted us apart yeah just my work well, and it is, and it's very common and it is a shame yeah it really is a shame do you find many uh travel writers are married 
or not married? I am very envious of a few of my friends, Uncornered Market and The Planet D. These are two married couples that are doing their travel blogs and their travel life together. And I think that is really how it works best. But that's their job. That, that is their job. Nobody has a job it's back at home. Basically, it's their brand, it's right. their lifestyle, it's their way of being. I think that works. Um, well, you give it's doable. The hard part is kids, right? That's that's right. That throws the whole wrench. Into yeah, everything. I mean, I know of a few couples with children who are doing this full time, and good for them. But I mean, I don't even have children, and I live in a place. So yeah, yeah here <laughs> at at home. So uh, that's just that's not my bag. But uh, I am extremely proud of a lot of my friends who are moms and dads and have blogs and write about traveling with their kids because I think that that's a wonderful experience for them as families and it's a great thing for kids to experience. So what is the future hold for uh, Travels with Two? Do you want to stay in L.A.? Do you want to... like? Have you ever thought of living overseas? Or? I think about living overseas at least once a week. Of course, but, we all do. Yeah, but then I usually have to meet a deadline, so I don't right. have a lot of time to dwell on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think about lots of things. I think about writing a book. I think about moving to other cities. I think about uh, taking off for months at a time and going to explore and selling lots of articles based <laughs> on that trip. Um, there are a lot of opportunities to find a different life at this moment in my life. Um, I am at the moment happy to sit on the couch with my laptop and occasionally get up, drive to LAX and go someplace cool. <laughs> <laughs> but living in LAX is just so, uh, of all, it's really inconvenient. It is incredibly inconvenient. Uh, in terms of worldwide travel. Yes, exactly. It's a real pain in the ass. If you uh, want to get to Rarotonga. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless you want to go to the Pacific Rim. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's fine. But Absolutely. everything else is just, oh. Hey, listen, who doesn't love the Pacific Rim? Oh. I mean, come on. Let's take a moment. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah. I paid for a Pacific Rim in Taiwan. <laughs> Hello, folks. Hello. Now, now we're back to the uh, toilet. rim shot. <laughs> now, we're back to the, now we're back to the toilet restaurant. <laughs> um... I would say at this particular moment, um, I feel really lucky to uh, have Travels with Two to write on. I also have a blog called Have Snark Will Travel, which mm -hmm. focuses on funny travel photos from around the world. And I get a lot of submissions from a lot of different <laughs> folks, which is a really fun community thing for me. Have Snark Will Travel? Have Snark Will Travel.com. And uh, I write for a bunch of different outlets. And at this particular moment in time, I've got a bunch of trips planned and feel pretty excited. That's great. Yeah. So when people want to find your uh, your site, what is the, it's travelswith2.com. Travelswith2.com and that's T W O. Okay. <laughs> not T O O. Not, not T O O people travels with two. Oh, I, hate, I hate typos like that. Uh, right? You got to read them mm. from people. Fix them. Twitter people. <laughs> Are you on the Twitter? I am on the Twitter. Okay. Where can people find you on the Twitter? People can find me on the Twitter at Melanie Waldman. Melanie Waldman. Yes. W A W-A-L-D-M-A-N. Okay. Anything else you want to plug or anything like that? At the moment, I would just like to plug travel. Go, people. Go <laughs> yeah, travel. If you have a philosophy that you want to give people and when people say, okay, what, what are you about? What, what is your site about? What is it? Very simple. Step away from your work and get the heck out of Dodge. That's simple. Put the laptop down, people, and get out of the house. <laughs> I don't care if you go to a different neighborhood. Do something different this week. Okay. Now you've inspired me. Oh, you're welcome. So are we going to get some soup dumplings? I think so.
think so. I got hungry just talking about this. <laughs> Me too. That's Melanie Wynn Waldman, everybody. Believe it.